Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is May the 10th, and our chapter for today is Nehemiah chapter 9. Before we get into chapter 9, I want to talk to you about something that's very close to my heart because I believe that this is a great need in the life of most churches and the methodology of most churches and the philosophy and strategy of ministry with most churches as it relates to families and turning families back to God. You see, I believe that the scripture teaches from Genesis to Revelation that families are the primary units of teaching the Word of God. That's right, teaching the Word of God to our children, our grandchildren, to this next generation and the generation after that falls primarily not on the church's responsibility, but on the family. The family unit is the primary unit of any society and any culture, and it's the primary unit of the church. The church is nothing more than many family units or several family units coming together, assembling themselves together, entering into covenant to do a particular mission or a particular thing, whatever it is that the Lord has given us to do. And so what happens? First of all, we lead families. I've been a pastor for almost now five decades. I'm on the downhill slide to 50 years in ministry. And what I've seen is we try to separate the families once they come to church. And then at home, the Word of God is not opened, except maybe at a special time or a special season, maybe the Christmas story, maybe the Easter story, if we can get by Santa Claus and the Easter bunny, and uh, maybe on a special occasion for a birthday or something. But the regular opening up and reading of the Word of God, not even a verse. I'm not even talking about a verse at, at uh, supper time, if we supper together. The families are divided, they're split, and the only time that many times children, even in ministers' homes, see the Word of God opened is on Sunday or on Wednesday or whenever it is that the church gets together. This should not be so. The family is the primary unit for teaching the Word of God. The church aids in that. The church helps in that. But it's not the responsibility of the church to raise your children, sir. It's not the responsibility of the church to raise your children, ma'am. It's the responsibility that God has given to you and given to me as parents and grandparents. Then when we go to church, what's happening? Well, we separate out the babies, and then we have kids that cannot sit still, not because they can't sit still most of the time, but because they're not made to sit still, either at home or in a place. Now, they'll do it at school, but they won't do it in the church because it's not demanded there. I remember when I was in the church and a boy came in, a young man. He was probably just a 12-, 13-year-old boy. He came in, and I said, how are you tonight? He said, I'm fine. Thank you, sir. And I said, are you going up to your class tonight for this special occasion? He said, yes, sir. He went on his way. His dad said, well, he doesn't talk to me and address me like that. I said, sir, that's your fault. You see, children will do what's expected of them. And if you want manners and you want etiquette and you want a certain way of thinking and speaking in your household, then it's your responsibility to teach your children that. Same thing is true with the Word of God. 
And so the father, it's your responsibility, not the mom always to lead out. It's your responsibility to lead out. Thank God if the mother is, but the fact is the mom will do and help the father. And it's a wonderful blessing if the father will lead out in spiritual care uh, and teaching and training of the children. So we need to read the word of God at home. But when we get to the church, what we do is we separate out the preschoolers, which we need to, and the babies simply because they can't understand what's going on. You say, well, they understand what? No, no, not, not preschoolers understanding the word of God. They're still not disciplined and trained enough. And so the Bible says the pattern, the pattern here is in Ezra as clear as a clarion bell. Those who were men and women and those, it says it twice in Nehemiah chapter 8, those who could discern, who could understand. That means they could know their right hand from their left. They could understand what's being said. They could understand what's being read. It is amazing what a, what we would call a first grader can understand, a second grader, a third grader. You say, no, no, they can't understand all that stuff. Well, it's amazing to me that the parents say they can because we don't separate them out in children's church. Why would you send them to children's church? They need to hear what the mom and dads are hearing. There's time for separation, but the worship service and the teaching of the Word of God, any first, second, third grader, unless they have some kind of emotional or some kind of handicap in some way or another, then they can listen. They can listen, and most messages not over 15 minutes anyway. They can listen for 15 minutes. They can be made to sit still. They can be shown the way more perfectly. But parents don't want to fool with them. They don't want to mess with them. The parents tell me when people say, well, they don't listen to Pastor Tony. They're looking around everywhere. Oh, listen, a child can look around. They can color. They know, and they still listen. And the parents over the years, down through the decades, have told me that before they got home or when they got home, the mother or the dad would say something or whatever, and the child would be in the back seat, and they'd say, wait just a minute. Pastor Tony just said we don't need to be talking like that. Well, now, somebody's been listening. What I'm telling you is children can understand they need to be in the worship center. We don't need a youth service over here on Sunday morning. We don't need a college service over here and a children's service over here so that we can let them uh, paste macaroni onto a paper plate. What we need to do is teach them the Word of God, and it will amaze you when you see that this is God's pattern and the families learn together. On the way home, they can discuss it. At lunchtime, they can discuss it. At dinnertime, they can discuss it. Before they go to bed, they can discuss it. What was taught? What was said? What was God saying to us today? The next morning when they get up, and as they walk by the way, as you drive to school, as you take them to school, whatever the case is, you say, well, where did you get that? Deuteronomy chapter 6. Teach them, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your might, all your strength, the totality of your being. You're to write these words on the doorpost of your house, the mezuzah. You're to put them on your hands. You are to talk with them when you get up of the morning, when you walk by the way, when you lie down at night. When you're doing life, you need to discuss this. Why? Because God and God's words, not just taught on Sunday morning for 30 minutes or an hour, and then check it off and say, we got that out of the way. If you're living life like that, sir, if you're living life like that, ma'am, all you're doing is playing a game. And you're not going to be able to one day say, well, I brought them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I don't know what happened. No, the nurture and admonition of the Lord is 24-7. 
That means that Jesus is who you center your life around. The Word of God is what you pattern your life after. This is what Ezra is talking about. This is what Nehemiah is doing. This is what these Levites were doing. They were reading the Word of God. They were breaking it down, giving them the sense of what's going on, and instructing them and giving them insight. We need to explain the Word of God that we know to others who don't know what we know. That is how you pass on the faith. This is so critical, and it's such an easy thing to do, but we are making it difficult. Now, why doesn't this happen in churches? I'll tell you why. Because of the parents and weak, weak, lacking courage pastors who are either ignorant or they are so afraid that somebody in the church is not going to like it and stop giving or going to go after them that they do not follow a biblical pattern. I believe that there are times for children to be separated. You know, I think a lot of this got started back during the 60s and 70s and even in the 50s with bus ministries when people would go out and bring children in. Thank God they did that. Many of you who are listening might have been saved that way. Praise God for that. But the reality is that that's not the way you build a church off of bus ministry. Oh, you can get a lot of people in. You can have a lot of decisions, a lot of baptism. Everybody's going to come to your conferences and those kind of things. But here's the thing. If you get a child in or you get a teenager in, this well, 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 let's get the youth and we get the children, then we'll get the parents. That's not true. That's inaccurate. All the research shows that about 15 to 17 percent, uh, it might have changed a little bit in the last uh, two years, three years, depending on COVID and so forth, but it's not over 20 percent. Not over 20 percent of a family, when children or a teenager saved, does the whole family come into the church. Anywhere from 14, I think, uh, is the actual figure up to 18 percent, but let's just say 15 to 20 for rounding it off. If the mother gets saved, it's going to be about 37% of the time the whole family will come in. Listen to this. If the dad gets saved, if the father gets saved and gets involved in church, 94%, that's almost 95%, almost 100%. If the father gets where he needs to be with God, everything else in the household follows suit. You say, well, I know a family. I'm not talking about exceptions. I'm talking about the rule. I'm talking about the percentages. I'm talking about the odds. The fact is we need to go after the men. Because they are the leaders in the home. They're the God-given assignees of leadership in the home. We need to go after the mothers. We need to go after the women. We need to teach the men and women the Word of God and teach them that they have the responsibility to do that. Now, what happens when the Word of God gets in people? Well, look at chapter 9. Chapter 9, our chapter for today, is an entire chapter on what happens when people understand the Word of God. There's repentance. There's not just, well, we need to do this. They did it. And they began to cry out to God to forgive them because they had married wrongly. They had lived wrongly. They had shunned what the prophets had said. And for 38 verses of chapter 9, it is just one big song of repentance. It is an amazing thing that happened. It was the Watergate revival, not the Watergate intrigue of the Nixon administration in America in the 70s. No, I'm talking about the Watergate revival. How did that happen? The people listened to the Word of God with a mind to obey. They repented of their sins. They taught their families. They had their families, and God sent revival to the nation of Israel. 
And he sent revival to the city of Jerusalem. He sent revival and renewal to those who are around. You say, well, you sound like you're fired up about this. Listen, folks, if we don't have revival in America, America is doomed. You elect any Republican you want to. Some of you, you think that Donald Trump is a god and that he can turn this country around. Well, he can certainly do a better job than the one that's in there now. But let me just say this to you. Donald Trump is not Messiah. The Republican Party is not Messiah. The Democrat Party is sure not the Messiah. As a matter of fact, they may be more like the Antichrist because everything that the Word of God stands for, they stand against. And you say, well, I, I can't believe that you said this over a podcast. Well, you need to believe it. I'll say it again. The Republican Party is not the messianic hope of the church of Jesus. And the Democratic Party, the Democrats, have so spurned biblical values that they don't even resemble the Democratic Party of decades past. All I'm saying to you is this. If God doesn't send revival, and the church of Jesus, revival is not for lost people. Revival is for saved people, those who walk with God. Unless God sends revival to America, America is doomed. We will not have the freedoms that we have now. The church of Jesus is going to be persecuted. And that may be what God's actually going to allow to happen to bring the church to its knees to the point to where real revival can come. All I'm telling you is, unless revival comes and the church of Jesus gets off of this pablum and this weak preaching and lack of preaching against sin and preaching Jesus as the only way of salvation, unless we get back to that point and begin to teach the Word of God, break it down so people can understand it, listen to me, America is doomed. Only God can help us. And so my prayer for you is, my prayer for my family is that we'll get in the Word of God and the Word of God will get in us. Hence, the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Join me in reading at least one chapter a day. I guarantee you, God will change your life. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.